Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, fellow Clashers and gamers. How is everybody doing this fine day? I want to wish everybody, well, I guess it's been a Merry Christmas since I last talked to you, and a Happy New Year. Hope that everybody's holidays went very well, that you were able to take some time off from work and whatever your busy schedules were, that you were able to spend some time with family and just enjoy a little bit of peace and quiet maybe, or maybe getting together with some folks that you haven't seen in a while. I, I hope that everything did go well for you. Now, what do we have going on in Clash of Clans? Let's go ahead and talk about that. Guys, welcome back to another episode of Clashing in Traffic. My name is Catfish. Why don't y'all hop on in Buckle up. It's time to go play in some traffic. Guys, uh, so what happened for you guys the past two weeks? So let's 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 go over Christmas for me. Y'all, uh Christmas Christmas was great. However, I ended up catching a man cold. That's right. It was a man cold. It it wasn't COVID. It was just a straight up man cold that knocked me out for a couple of days. So I spent Christmas Day with just uh couldn't breathe, couldn't get any air through my nostrils, yet they, well, we're not even going to go into the, the details of that. Just know I wasn't feeling so well on Christmas and then the next two days. Now, we'll get into a little bit of, of what that turned into. <laughs> kind of a funny story here. You see, that was Christmas. I got better and then it seemed like everybody else was fine. My son who would come in to visit, he never caught it. I'm wondering if maybe he brought it with him. I don't know. Doesn't really matter. But my girls eventually caught it also. So I was sick for Christmas. And then for New Year's, we usually host New Year's at our house. We have some of our friends over. I'll, I'll throw on a bowl game in the one back room, and us guys will end up watching some football. Uh, the ladies will be doing their thing. The kids head off to one side of the house and play games. And it's, it's you know, it's not like we have a million people over, but it's just fun to hang out with some friends and enjoy some time together. But my girls caught my man cold, so they were down for New Year's. Now, here, here's the where it gets funny, guys. So my daughter, back at Thanksgiving time, my daughter caught COVID. And she had it for two, three days. And it, it messed with her, right? But she recovered and it was just fine. Now, I know it sounds odd for me to say that my daughter caught a man cold, but it started with me right? Started with me. So it was the man cold. And, and that's, you know, everybody chuckled because, you know, take the test. No, it's not COVID. It's just a cold. Dad, why are you passed out for three days? Come on, guy, get up, deal with it. My daughter, who has already recovered from COVID and now caught this cold from me, said that cold was worse than when she had COVID. So folks, it's confirmed man colds are worse than COVID. Right, guys, you can, you can agree with me, right? Right? Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, that, that was that was my Christmas, that was our New Year's, and if we go back, uh, we think about this, Thanksgiving, my kids had COVID, so we had to cancel our Thanksgiving plans, I had a cold for Christmas, so that meant that, you know, we couldn't do our normal Christmas stuff, actually it started Christmas Eve, so I wasn't able to go with the family to our, our normal Christmas Eve service at the church. And, and hang out with our friends there. New Year's, my girls were sick. So y'all, while we had been looking forward for months to having these holiday times where we have our friends come on over and do some things, all of that got canceled. So needless to say, sometime in the next week or two, we are having a Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's 
after party, I guess we could say. Uh, we're going to be we're going to be cooking up all that food that we purchased and then had to throw in the freezer. And who knows what it's going to be. I don't know if we're going to have smoked turkey along with uh, a, a Yule log. And maybe, I don't know, what are some of the New Year's traditions? Where I grew up, New Year's was all about pork and sauerkraut. But half the family was from the South. So there's the whole black-eyed peas thing. What are y'all's New Year's traditions? Every different region of the country tends to have their own interesting things to have for New Year's. And because my family, well, we lived in the Midwest and we had portions of the family from all over the United States, it got a little weird for New Year's. We usually, for just us, you know, we cook up a bunch of different appetizers and just have a blast eating and hanging out. Now, what do y'all think my Christmas presents were all centered around? Yeah, if you, if you guessed anything other than coffee, you you would be wrong. Y'all, my girls spoiled me this year. Yes, they got all kinds of different things, right? But my, my wife knocked it out of the park. I've got a brand new pour-over brewer that I am just loving. Uh, it's from Fellow, is a, a company that makes all kinds of, of coffee equipment. They make really nice-looking, aesthetically pleasing stuff. And my wife ended up getting me the Stag XF pour-over set that it's it's awesome. It, it's one of my biggest pour-overs. So I, I brewed up a, a giant pour-over this morning so that I didn't have to do two separate pours. Anyway, if you're not into coffee, that doesn't make sense. Just know that I am loving this, this pour over dripper and it came with this beautiful carafe. It's a double walled glass. So clear, but insulated, it is gorgeous and I'm loving it. And then I posted this in, in the discord and I got this mug. Now it's a mug that I've seen and I've seen some folks that are in my specialty coffee community post about it. And I've always thought that yeah, that looks cool, but am I ever going to drop the amount of money on this mug that's just a mug for myself? Now, it's not just a mug. It's this this insulated thing that has a battery in the bottom of it so that it can keep your coffee warm, and it's Bluetooth enabled so that I pair it with the app on my phone and it can keep my coffee warm for hours. It'll send me notifications when my coffee has reached my preferred drinking temperature. I saw this thing and was like, who on earth would ever need that, right? Just drink your coffee. Pour it in the mug, drink your coffee. But my wife decided to spoil me, and she got this thing for me. And let me tell you, it is so cool. I'm not going to advise that you go out and, and drop a bunch of money on this coffee mug. But if you happen to get one as a gift... Y'all enjoy it. Uh, it's called Ember, uh, the Ember 2. They also have some travel mug variations of it, but the thing is just fantastic. It's It's got this heavy feel to it. The outside of the mug, because it's, it's, it's a double-walled metal mug, but then it's coated in, in porcelain, right? So the outside of the mug never feels hot to your hands. The coffee on the inside stays at the perfect temperature. And no, this is not a sponsored segment. I wish it was, because if Ember is listening, send me a couple more. Guys, they are fantastic. Thank you for the good gifts that came from my wife, my daughter, and my son, and uh, to my brother. My brother actually sent me a package of barrel-aged coffee beans, so beans that have been roasted and then aged in whiskey barrels, bourbon barrels, rum barrels, and 
there was a fourth one. What was the fourth one? Maybe rye. So three different whiskeys, right? Rye whiskey, bourbon whiskey, and whiskey. Uh, and then uh, the rum barrel. I love barrel-aged stuff. Some of my favorite beers are barrel-aged beers. And the same thing happens then with the coffee. You get the great notes from the coffee, but then it picks up some of that flavor from whatever the liquor was that was in those barrels. And it's just some of my favorite coffee to make cold brew with. And I will definitely be brewing up a whole bunch of cold brew once um, you know, I still have some lingering after effects from this man cold that I have. So I can't really smell everything. I don't have, I didn't lose my sense of smell. Like you hear some folks that have had COVID completely lose their sense of smell. I didn't get that one. What I got was, and it's something that I have had a handful of times throughout my life. First time was, I think it was in like sixth grade when I had this thought I was going absolutely crazy. It, it literally makes things smell like rotting flesh sometimes. And that's, you know, that sucks. Uh, I can't, I can't eat any meat at the moment because that is what stinks the most. So I mean, a lot of fruits and veggies, a lot of cold and raw stuff. My coffee thankfully does not taste bad and I didn't lose my sense of smell so I can still smell some things. It just, there are some things that just do not smell good to me at all. So I'm going to be holding off on brewing up that barrel aged coffee. But you can bet in the next couple of weeks, I will be brewing that up with some cold brew. My daughter absolutely loves cold brew. She's not a fan of hot drinks, so she's probably going to be stealing all of my cold brew that I make with that barrel-aged coffee. All right, anyway, we're almost 10 minutes into the episode, and we have yet to really talk about Clash of Clans. I've been rambling on about sickness and health and Christmas and New Year's. Let's get into some other stuff. All right, so let's go back to Christmas. Christmas Eve, I wake up. And I get a notification from my buddy Klaus that he's about to do a stream. I'm like, wow, okay, Klaus, he got into some, he got back into streaming for a little while and then got out of it. He's in the middle of selling his home and purchasing a new one and coming up with plans. He's going to be building a house on this new property that he, that he purchased. And so things, you know, he's been busy, busy doing all kinds of things. So when I see this stream alert, I was like, cool, I wonder what he's going to be streaming about. And then it says that it's going to be a giveaway stream featuring Clash of Clans community manager, Darian. Unannounced, I, I mean, I think the announcement came out an hour before the stream went live. He was going to be having an interview with Darian. What their plan was, was they were going to ask trivia questions of the audience, and then whoever answered the trivia questions correctly, they were going to be giving the Supercell shop redeem codes. So people were going to have the opportunity to win things from Supercell. Uh, Klaus has recently received a whole bunch of the old trading cards for Clash Royale and has been giving away a bunch of those on some videos. Uh, No, he's not doing a whole bunch of Clash Royale stuff, but it's a Supercell thing. So he's been giving away these, these trading cards. And then there's all kinds of other codes that they have been giving away for like Supercell t-shirts and the little statuettes and plushies. And it's been kind of fun uh, where he, they came up with all of these codes to give away to some of the content creators. I don't know, but it has certainly been fun to see the folks that have won these things. And then they're receiving them in the mail from Supercell and posting pictures in the Discord. So it, it's kind of neat to be able to see Supercell giving away things to their community. And that is what they were going to do. They were going to ask trivia questions. Well, then people started posting questions for Darian in the chat and Darian midstream, I mean, maybe 10, 15 minutes in is like, okay, let's change this up. Instead of me asking you guys trivia questions, I'm going to be looking at the questions in the chat. And if I, 
if I answer one of your questions, then you win one of the giveaway codes. So there was all kinds of questions that are flowing in the chat and Darian's answering a whole bunch of them. Now, most of them are the same things that we have heard him get asked and answer a thousand times. You know, for instance, are we ever going to use DE for walls? No, that's been answered. DE is not going to get used for walls. That would that would throw off the clash economy. It would not fit in. You know, there'd be all kinds of different scale of different things they'd have to do. They're not ever going to do dark elixir for walls. So that that's done. That's been answered. Global. Hey, when's global coming back? When's global coming back, guys? It's not coming back. That's been answered a thousand times. And those were a lot of the questions that Darian was answering there. They're those same ones that we've, you know, asked a thousand times. But he did talk about a few things that maybe they're not new, but at least in a new light. And one of those things was, of course, about the update. People complaining about how small the winter update was. And yes, again, you know, he's answered this one, but he, he admitted, yes, it was a small update that was kind of on purpose because they have been focusing almost solely on this big update that's coming. They've been working on this big update that they've kind of teased for about 18 months now. And it is taking up almost their entire time. They have a very small team of developers, and almost their entire time has been devoted to this thing. And it's the features are not fully ready. If we go back a few months, Darian did an, another interview where he said that there were two massive updates that are planned for 2022, one being Town Hall 15, the other being whatever this big update is. So was the winter update there was some speculation as to whether the winter update was supposed to be that big update i don't i don't think so but i think that they chose to pare back whatever they were going to plan for the winter update so that they could continue to focus on this big thing there was another was an ask me anything and some response that darian did the day after or the day that the winter update went live on reddit and he said yes we, did, we considered releasing portions of this big update early, but decided against releasing portions early because it wouldn't give the full effect and it would actually take more time to develop. So they gave us what they did in, in December, and that's just fine, guys. It is just fine that the update was a little small. That just means we're going to have more players that are going to reach that max level. We talked about this on the previous episode that's just going to let us get more players at the max level so the competitive player base can only get larger if we're bored at the top well we, we have all kinds of events and things to do uh, jesse spoker uh, has been doing some events he's got a discord server set up for events where last month they did a barch in legend league to see who could for just for one week we're going to take the first week of legend league and we're going to do some unique attacks so for the first week they did barch they decided they saw who was going to get the highest and of the people that were the highest the top three players got cash prizes yeah cash prizes jesse sent it to them through paypal just for doing the best that they could with barch this month it just finished up the first week of legend league just finished up and the challenge was for mass baby dragons and the top three players got cash prizes sent to their PayPal from Jesse. So those are some of the things that the community is out there doing. 
I recently posted on Twitter and asked, what other event things do we have going on? I know that Spoker's got his events that he's doing. Clash Files family constantly has events. And places like the town hall communities. So Clash with Angels runs several of the town hall communities, and they are always doing events geared for the Clash community as a whole or for those specific town halls. And there are town hall communities for every single town hall. Like I said, I'm in a town hall two community server and we do events for town hall twos. I'm also in the town hall 14 community server. I'm in the town hall 11 community server, but I no longer have a town hall 11. So I just recently joined the town hall 12 community server because my little catfish account is up there at town hall 12 now. Do these events, guys, that will help prevent boredom. That'll help the players who have maxed out and think that there's nothing to do. Well, if we give some challenges and do some fun things, that is only going to help us maintain the current player base to keep people from leaving the game because they're bored. And it's going to give a chance for those players who have been near max to catch up. Players like, well, Proverbs 31. She's been a town hall level behind for a long time and now she's getting close enough i think i heard her say on her last episode or was it that she posted in her discord that she's getting close to town all 14 so we're going to have another one of our podcast family that is going to soon hopefully be up there at the max town hall level with the rest of us now it's going to take a while to get through town hall 14 and get maxed out we know that so by the is she going to get that maxed out before town hall 15 comes out Eh, probably not, but at least it'll give us some more folks that are up there at that max town hall level. So if you aren't doing events, if you're maxed out and you're bored, let's find some cool events to do. Uh, DM me or, or ping me on, on Discord or tweet me on Twitter and we'll get you connected with some of these great events that are going on. If you look for my Twitter, it's catfish underscore KOZ. You can find that tweet. I will pin that tweet. Uh, and there's a couple folks that have replied to it already with some different people who are doing events. And I've also tagged some of the, the folks who are hosting events. And I'd love to see more and more of people getting involved with the community. This is our chance as a community to help out instead of relying solely on the developers at Supercell. I think we have a responsibility. I, I'm going to reach out to some more of my content creator friends and see if they can be hosting some more events so that we get a lot more community, a lot more audience interaction, and we'll keep things fun so that the maxed out players don't get bored because, oh no, I'm maxed out. I have reached endgame. That's the goal to get to endgame, guys. So let's enjoy the time that we're there. And then we look forward to whatever this big update that's coming could be. Now, here's something else that Darian said. Uh, he said that this is the most, and I quote, this is a quote here. This is the most ambitious update ever for Clash of Clans. And he, he is super excited to finally see it come to fruition. Most ambitious, more so than Clan Wars. That was an update, right? When Clash of Clans started, Clan Wars weren't in it. So that was an update. More so than Builder Base. That was an update. He's saying that this is the most ambitious update ever. That's why they've been working on it for so long and trying to perfect it. And I have to think that the fact that it is our 
community manager, a guy who has done a lot of community management and community building things even before he came to Supercell. He worked at places like Blizzard and has done a lot of things with many video games and other community management type stuff. He is the one that is super excited about it. I think that is just more clues to me that it is going to be more along the community lines of thinking and less with the actual gameplay. And I'm certainly hoping that's what it's going to be. I'm hoping that we're going to see something that is going to be involved with both clan management, recruitment, whether it's going to be those alliances that we have heard so many people discuss, whether it's going to be I don't know. I know that there's this video that I've seen posted on Reddit a couple times about merging of the builder hall and a town hall. I, I don't think that's what it's going to be. I I don't doubt that there could be some more maybe tie-ins between the two. Maybe that's what's going to happen, but I don't see that we're merging anything. But I could see that there could be some more tie-ins, like, you know, the gear-ups and the auto. What's the next phase? Now, Builder Hall is, yet again, not a, a Builder Hall-specific update they've maintained is not in the schedule yet. It is something that they want, but it is not in the schedule. But when asked if this big, ambitious update was for the Home Village or the Builder Village, he literally shrugged his shoulders and smirked. So that again tells me maybe it's not necessarily just gameplay. It's something that's encompassing the whole game itself, not just one aspect of it. And we got some hints of that when he posted on Reddit about, you know, features that could be partially implemented now, but those features wouldn't be fully functional. It wasn't That leads me to believe it's going to be something different. Now, I had the chance to ask him a question. I asked him about account security and about the whole phishing scams that we see and people who are losing access to accounts and then having another account that gets banned for 31 days because of account phishing when they try to recover that that account that was either hacked or, or they seek some suspicious behavior on. Because we see that all the time. We have had in the Knights of Zion in the last several months, it seems like every month we have somebody who has had an account fished. And then when they try to recover that account, they get a second account that gets banned. Guys, never, ever, ever contact Supercell support from an active account to try to recover another account. If you're going to contact support, do it from the website. Don't do it from in-game. If you're trying to recover accounts, start on the website. If support forces you to contact them in-game, create a new account. Because it seems like 90% of the people that contact to try to recover an account are getting the account with which they are chatting with support in-game. That account gets banned for 31 days. So we had, I, I talked about this a couple months ago, we had a guy who had two Town Hall 14s. His first 14, we clearly saw somebody else was logged into it. We could tell by the things he was posting in chat, it's like, this is not him. That's not the way he speaks. He's doing some things weird, pinged him on Discord and said, hey, I think somebody's accessed your account. Please create another account and contact support that way. And instead of doing that, he logged into his second Town Hall 14 and tried to recover it and then got that account banned for 31 days. 
we lost two town all 14s right before CWL. And that set us back. So I, I don't know how many times I've got to say it, guys. Do not ever contact support to recover an account from an active account. Now, my question to Darian, he did actually answer my question. And he essentially said that we need to avoid social engineering. Now, that's a, that's a term that we use in cybersecurity realm. Hopefully, everybody else is kind of related to, you know, kind of understands what that means. But essentially, social engineering is a hacking method where they're just getting the information they need from you. You have given them everything that they need to know to be able to hack your account. Whether that's, you know, you have talked about what your passwords for other things could be, and then they can guess that, or whatever. In this instance, we're talking about not giving out the information that support would need to recover an account. Don't don't put out the information that somebody could glean from wherever that might be and then contact support and poses you. Well, if support asks them, okay, when did you create that account? And if you've given that information out, well, that's one question done. Where was that account created? Well, if you have happened to talk about where you live, then that's another another thing that they could use to unlock that account. On which device type did you create the account? Well, if you know that that I created my account on an, oh, let's say iPhone 3 and in 2013, and I did it in the city of, oh, let's pick something, Dayton, Ohio. Well, there's three things that you need to know that could potentially let a hacker go to support and then gain control of your account. So don't don't give those things out. Don't talk about which devices, all the myriad devices that you've used to play on. Those are the questions that seem very, I don't know, very innocuous, right? However, those are the questions that support uses when they're trying to unlock accounts. So if a fisher, if a hacker knows that information, then they could potentially scam that account away from you just by contacting support themselves. Why the scammers don't get banned? I don't know. I don't understand how a scammer can go ahead and contact support and give that information and gain access to an account. And then the real person contacts support and ends up getting banned. Now, Supercell's response to that is usually because they have figured out that the account was probably purchased. So now we've got a problem, right? If, if that account was ever not originated by you, then there's some issues with trying to recover it. I'm not saying everybody has done it that way, but that tends to be Supercell's remark. So. When I asked him about things that we could do, Darian said that he has been asking the Supercell ID team to implement things like two-factor authentication to help better secure the accounts. Now, that response tells me two things. One, our community manager is aware that there's an issue, but the solution to that issue is not yet completely in the works. So we're gonna have to live with things the way that they are for a time being. Two, it is out of the hands of the Clash of Clans team. Darian said he has been asking the Supercell ID team to implement things like two-factor authentication. So the developers 
for Clash of Clans no longer have control of account security. They've turned that over to a separate team within Supercell. Well, that means it's not the Clash of Clans guys that we need to be blasting. It's Supercell. And we need to get our friends who are in the in Clash Royale, Boom Beach, Heyday, what all of these other games that are in beta right now. We need to get those guys that are maybe having the similar issues with Supercell ID. We need to get those guys to be hounding them also and hit the right people. I don't know who that is. Do we ping Supercell? Do we at them on Twitter and be like, Supercell, please fix Supercell ID. This is a massive problem that we're seeing on the Reddit community. I see it's like one out of every three posts tends to be about some sort of issues that are going on with account security. And while we're talking about Reddit, I would like to welcome any of the new listeners who may have come from Reddit. We just recently had Rick, who posted a new wiki on the Clash of Clans Reddit. He put a new wiki entry in there about Clash of Clans podcast. So all of us who are doing Clash of Clans podcasts and actively putting out new content, we've got some entries in a wiki article within the r slash Clash of Clans subreddit. Uh, so I want to thank Rick for, for hooking that up. And if you have not gone and checked that out, please go go check out that wiki page that they have on the subreddit. If you're a podcaster who's putting out information that we may have missed, because he, he DM'd several of us. I know that he was in the Clash Tips uh, Discord server was the first place I saw him, and then he came on over to uh, Clash Files, and I guess he used to be a member of one of, the Clash, uh, one of the Clash Files clans years ago. He was in Clash on the Potty Discord server for a little bit, getting the information from all of the different podcast hosts so that he could put that in there. So hopefully that means we're going to see an uptick of folks who are listening to the podcast. And I appreciate that. So thank you, Rick. Thank you to the r slash Clash of Clans subreddit community for seeing that there are podcasts that are out. So we have seen a huge uptick in the number of Clash of Clans podcasts that are out there and the number who are re releasing consistent episodes the past year to 18 months. It's been a fun journey for me as I have joined this community. I'm coming up on, oh, it'll be a year in a couple months now. Haven't even been going for a year yet. And there's already so many more that are out there. So I want to thank all of the guys who are starting to put out more content, who are continuing to put out more content. And I hope that we will enjoy uh, this next year. Let's see if we can get some more out there or at least, uh, you know, get some more listeners that are listening to us and paying attention to us. It's been a, a fun journey for me. All right, guys. So what is actually going on? In-game. Well, in-game right now we have Supercell CWL going on. It's it's an interesting one for us this month in my clan families. How is it going for you guys? The December CWL, I, it was one of my worst CWLs ever. Now, I was, my children had been recovering from COVID after Thanksgiving. I caught something there. We had a bunch of stuff going on. So I pulled myself out. I, I set myself out for the first two days of CWL. We have been doing a 21 account rotation so 15 v 15 with 21 accounts everybody gets five days in two days off it's it's an even way for us to be able to ensure everybody gets their eight stars we get as many people in there into the clan as possible to partake in the champs level medals actually last month we were in Jericho Rising, which had been in Master 1, so our goal was to get it promoted back up to Champs 3. Uh, did that pretty easily. 
with our 21 man rotation that we had there. So that was the goal again this month, but I, I ended up with just 10 stars. I was in five days, two starred each of the days, didn't do very well. I was not very focused on it. So I decided that I was going to bench myself from the Champs League roster. We've also had several new Town Hall 14s come in, and I wanted to get a chance to evaluate how these guys that are new to the clan family, how they would handle a Champs level CWL. So there were a couple of us leaders who had not, you know, not performed so well. There were a couple of us who had been sick in December and missed attacks. So we decided to send a few of us down to Eden's Edge. So I'm in Eden's Edge, which is in Crystal 1. That's where we have kept Eden's Edge for quite a while. And I'm I'm sitting at the, uh, this is weird, I'm sitting at the top of a map for CWL. That's That's not usually the case, but in Eden's Edge, that's where we're at. So I have both of my accounts that are active in the Klaus Gaming family, my Catfish Town Hall 14 and my Little Catfish, the brand new Town Hall 12, over in Eden's Edge. Jericho Rising, we sent 21 Town Hall 14s over to Jericho Rising. Actually, it's 23 Town Hall 14s because Hoosier's over there. Hoosier's got two accounts that are in Jericho Rising, but he's taken another month off from play. Uh, he's one of our better players, which is why, because we were missing him and we're, we're still knocking some rust off, we decided not to jump straight into Knights of Zion with our Champs 2 roster. Hopefully we'll be able to get back into that next month. And I think we're getting close. We're getting close to be able to have two Town Hall 14 clans running in Champs League. I would love to be able to have 15, actually I'd love to have 17 who were able to run in Knights of Zion at Champs 2 and 17 that are able to run in Jericho Rising in Champs 3 so that we get as many people to have as many medals as possible, right? We're close. We almost have enough 14s to do that if we get some of these guys who are on a little bit of an extended break back. Uh, so hopefully we'll get Hoosier back soon so we can get his two accounts. Uh, we do, again, we have Jesse with his two accounts that are that are hanging out with us. And you know, I've shouted Jesse out already, but Jesse has taken over some of the community management stuff for Ophelia and Esports. He's, he's taking over some of the, I know he's doing some of the EU side of it, but he's also working with some of the North America teams. So we're going to see a little bit of maybe some cross-pollination between the Klaus family and some of the guys who are working with Aphelion. We've got Benjo, who's doing his things with, he's done Invictus Nobles and LP4 Hades and is doing some of the competitive scene. And I think we've got a few other guys that are itching to do some more league-type stuff. And that's been one of the goals that we've had for a while, but the leadership team has just been so busy with in real-life things that we have not had a chance to focus on getting our own league team together. This year, I would love two things to happen for the Knights of Zion. I would, at some point, like to see us get KOZ actually promoted up to Champs 1. Now, I don't think we're going to stick around. I don't know how long we'll stick around in, in Champs 1, but I'd love to see us to be able to get that clan up there. It's, it's a goal. It's a you know, it's it's a difficult goal to reach, but I think we can do it with some, some good practice and some good teamwork. The other thing is I would love to see us get involved in some actual league play. We have Knights of Zion, Jericho Rising, Eden's Edge already established. We've got things that those clans do. 
our Town Hall 14 only clan, our Town Hall now 12 and above clan, Jericho Rising being available for whatever events in case Klaus wants to do streams or wants to do, you know, community wars with his, his audience uh, and supporters, and then Gideon's Keep. One of those clans could potentially be used for doing some league stuff. And that's what I would love to see us get involved in, whether it's 5v5s, 10s, 15s, whatever. Whether it's 14 only or we do some of the mixed league stuff, not sure yet. But that is a goal that I think we would like to be able to do. And we have some players who are really, we have a couple individual players who have already been doing that. And I'd love to see us be able to get on the same team and doing some things together so let's look for those being our goals here as we are in 2022 now so uh that means like i said ee -E, i'm in i'm in eden's edge for crystal one we sent 21 people over to jericho rising we typically spin our cwls on the second day of registration and we've never really had a problem with that in the past this time it came back us. Jericho Risings and Champs 3, we sent 21 people over there because that gives us all 21 get five days on and two days off with a seven-day CWL. Eight teams in a league, seven days of CWL. And our Champs 3 matchup in Jericho Rising, we only have six teams in our group. Five days, guys. We have a five-day CWL in Champs 3. Now, that means we don't have enough days to get everybody the five days on and two days off. So I've got to scramble today and figure out what sort of rotation we're going to be doing. Uh, we're going to start pulling people out as soon as they get to their eight stars, which should happen for some of those guys by day three. And then we can we can figure out what's going on. But I, I'm scrambling right now to try to figure that out. Now, what's interesting is if you get put in one of these one of these six uh, six clan leagues champs league typically number 1 promotes and number 7 and 8 demote well there's only six of us and i got to worrying i was like well great if the bottom two demote that means if we aren't you know in the top 5 actually top 4 we end up demoting well, I got to looking at the thing. It appears that number one is going to promote, but everybody else stays in champs three. So that's that's kind of interesting to me that the Supercell would do it that way. It's it's good because you know typically the top six in champs league do stay where they're at. Uh, the top one getting promoted, the you know two through six staying where they're at. So we just don't have a seventh and eighth place, I guess, this month. Um, so we're, I guess, guaranteed to stay in Champs 3. Stay tuned next week for the official what happened there. But yeah, it looks like we are going to be staying in Champs 3, which kind of takes a little bit of a burden off because now we can be a little bit more creative with that rotation. We can make sure that the guys who are newer do get some extra chances to get in some hits and get some stars without risking us getting demoted. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But if anybody else has ever run into this where you've had a smaller CWL group, let me know and let me know how that affected you. If you were in like the champs league where the bottom two demote, is this true that when it's abbreviated, when there's only six folks there that the bottom two don't demote? I, I would love to know that for certain.
What else do we have going on? New gold pass, guys. Uh, I hope that everybody entered a creator code before you bought that new gold pass or any of the Christmas packs that were available in the shop or any of the New Year stuff that's available. I hope that you're using a creator code. Don't really care whose it is. Just put in your favorite creator's code before you purchase anything. And that goes a long way to helping the content creators out there to staying in business and being able to continue making good content. Me, uh, I like the skin, but I got to tell you, this Shadow Queen, I got to looking at her and y'all, please tell me she doesn't look like a pilgrim. Tell me she doesn't look like Buffy the Vampire Slayer dressed up as a pilgrim. The bolts for her crossbow are wooden stakes, just like Buffy the Vampire Slayer was using way back in the day on the, the movie and the TV show. And then she's dressed up like a pilgrim, got those big old buckles. The only thing she's missing is she doesn't have buckles on her shoes. She's got a big old belt around her cloak with a gold buckle on it. She's got one of those big high hats with a buckle on it. She doesn't have buckles on her shoes, so maybe that's the only difference between her and a pilgrim. I don't know. That's just what I see. Personally, I love this skin. I love the look of it. I think it is. I think it's designed well, and I just question the timing. I think this one would have been a good one to have released in like the October, November time frame to go along with Harvest and Thanksgiving. Not that every country out there celebrates Thanksgiving the same way that we do in the United States uh, and even Canada. You guys have your Thanksgiving. It's a little earlier than ours, but. Not everybody's in North America. Supercell's not even based in North America, though they are opening up an office over in San Francisco, I think. They're hiring some folks over there. So if you're into game development and want to work for, for Clash of Clans, go go check out. They're hiring in San Francisco. But we know that they're not based in North America, so they wouldn't necessarily have to tie their things around just our holidays. And that's what you know. a lot of us in North America kind of get thinking that we are the center of things and and we're not you know we've got other continents out there all around the globe that yes i said globe so you couple flat earthers that are listening all around the globe get over it um <laughs> but yeah we we know that, that that they're not completely centered around our holidays but i just look at that and think pilgrim that, that should have been a thanksgiving skin Will there be more? Will there be more of this shadow theme? And what is the theme going to be? Is it going to be those big high hats and the buckles? If so, once you get more and more, if you get two or three heroes on the defending base that look like that, I think it could be a little bit more difficult to tell the difference between, say, the Royal Champion and the Archer Queen if they're both wearing those big hats covering things from the top few. Yes, you should be able to look at the altars or the numbers next to them and, and get it. I just think in a, a quick view, if the skins look similar, it could make it difficult to distinguish between them, which is one of the reasons why Supercell has said, and this was, I think, something that asked of Darian during this interview about skinning buildings in, you know, we have skins for the heroes, we have the sceneries for the, you know, around the bases, but folks have asked about putting skins on buildings and they've said that they can't do that because it would interfere with identifying which level the buildings are. And I, I think that's valid. You know, I kind of, I would like to maybe see some way to, to do that. It could be interesting to see people having their unique styles for bases, but we don't want to interfere with identifying which level of buildings it is that we are attacking. So 
that's that's where we're at on that. So guys, I like the Shadow Queen. I think she's cool. I just I question the timing of it. And if is this going to be what we see for the next couple months? Are we going to have a bunch of Shadow uh, hero skins? That could be cool. I can't wait to see what's going on. All right, so I talked about events earlier. We do have an event coming up. Now that it's after the new year, I need to sit down and actually contact the event planners over at CFF. But during an episode of Pineapples and Thorns, we got challenged. Uh, our guys over at Clash Tips Podcast, part of the EYG family, the Clash Files challenged them and us at the same time to do a war between our family and their family. So it is a Klaus gaming family versus the Clash Files family. Going to be some sort of war. We have February is our tentative date for that. I do not have any other details of it. Uh, they're doing the, the Clash Tips one with their communities first. That's going to be January coming up here pretty soon. There are... Still taking registration for that, I believe, in their servers. So head on over to, to their servers, whether that's the Clash Tips server or to the Clash Files family server to, to register for that. We have February. Now, the reason, there's a couple reasons why we haven't gotten the dates nailed down for this yet is one, I just was super busy over the holidays uh, between whatever, all the things going on that we had. And two, February is when the invitation tournament for Mischievous Val's farewell tournament is going to be. Uh, Mischievous Val was a a fantastic person in the Clash of Clans community. She unfortunately had suffered through cancer and just recently uh, at the end of December, right after right after Christmas, between Christmas and New Year, she passed away from her battle with cancer. Before she passed, though, several months ago, she wanted to set up this farewell tournament. And it's a, a pretty massive, large... There were so many people in the Clash community that got behind this and donated to it. And it's an invitational tournament with a massive cash prize. They're working with Supercell to, to work out some of the kinks of that. But that is supposed to be starting in February, and we have a couple folks who have been invited to participate. So I, I want to make sure that whatever we do with our event, and one, you know, let's be honest, one war between two little podcasters is not really going to impact a massive event like that. I just don't want to, I don't want to draw anything away from that. So yes, we're going to have that. It's going to get set up sometime. So uh, to the CFF guys who are listening, if I haven't DM'd you, DM me, and we'll, we'll get the, the times set aside for that. I think what we are aiming for is going to be town, probably Town Hall 11 and up so that we can get some of our folks from the bigger klaus family community we we could do an all town all 14 i think that is what they're doing with the clash tips guys i think that's going to be all 14s from eyg versus all 14s from cff but i'd like to i'd like to spread it out so that we can get some more involvement from the larger klaus gaming family of clans so look forward to that we'll get some some info posted on that somewhere uh, we will probably on our side be recruiting mostly from in-house from within our internal clans and then potentially open it up to some of the supporters for Klaus Gaming. All right, guys, where are we at on progress? We've had that small update that was released in December. I'm nearly done with that. I talked about how we got all the lab stuff for that done, and that just left collectors 
those I finished a while back. Now we're just on to walls. I was down in bronze league and had been trying to farm up that unbreakable achievement and then said I was going to push myself back up to legend league so that I could have my good loot and all that for the update. The update came out and it was smaller than anticipated. So I decided to drop back down. I'm sitting in Crystal League right now. Crystal League is where I have found a ton of dead bases with decent loot. Did a lot of sneaky gob farming. Would spend, oh, I would hit just about any base that had around 300,000 that was available in collectors. And you think, you know, catfish, that's by such small amounts. Well, if I could pick up 300,000 elixir and gold from just like 15 to 20 sneaky gobs, I could spend you know, maybe 30,000 elixir on troops and get 10 times that, well, 10 times that times two because 300,000 elixir and 300,000 gold and do that in a matter of 30 seconds, but continue to do that over and over and over again. Uh, that was better than me going next, 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 next for two minutes trying to find those million loot rates. That's how I farmed up. And Again, all I purchase is the gold pass, so I don't have a whole ton of extra wall rings that are sitting out there. I'm not buying any packs that have extra wall rings in it, even though they're tempting. Uh, doing it the way that I'm doing it, I am six walls from being max. I'll probably finish those today. I might even jump on stream a little bit later. I did some streaming uh, yesterday or the day before doing some hits and i might jump on a twitch stream and finish off the walls maybe do some cwl hits with my my 14 and my 12 but yeah six walls from completely maxed out doing farming down in crystal league i've actually moved on from doing the sneaky gobs because i need some practice so i'm doing mass super dragons it is super spammy and super op i cannot believe it uh, right now i'm just doing one where i have balloons in a blimp not even clone right y'all know i love my my hydra clone popcorn clone whatever but just sending a blimp onto the town hall and enraging the balloons and that takes down the town hall and then just as long as you're funneling right whether you're hitting a corner with your heroes doing a hero suey into the eagle artillery or if you can't get to the eagle artillery in a corner then just a king and queen down one side so that they take out trash and support with a couple baby dragons and the RC to, to funnel out those two sides and then just send those super dragons down the middle. As long as the super dragons don't go to the outside, they stay inside the base, they're just absolutely wrecking things. Now, yes, I'm down in Crystal League, so I'm not seeing the best bases in the world, but I was I was actually hitting next, right? I was finding trying to find decent Town Hall 14 bases. My first 12 hits with this were triples and i was like oh my word if catfish is tripling back to back to back to back this thing must be op so look forward to a super drag nerf here sometime soon because if i'm able to triple constantly with this thing we'll see how it goes in war that's what i'm practicing right now so that i can take it into war and see what happens if i'm able to triple in war then we know it's got to be op and Hopefully it is. I don't know. But if we look at the hit rate, there was somebody who posted in Reddit. Uh, it was also on Twitter. I will I will find the screenshot that I have of it and post it in the Discord. But it was about the most used attacks throughout the competitive, like all of the, uh, the world's qualifiers and all that, and then what their hit rates were. The Super Dragon didn't have the most, right, because it's the newest troop. But it, by far, 
had the highest hit rate. The the best hit rates from all of the other attacks that had been used was at like 56% triples, right? Now, they had way more hits because of how old those attack strategies were, but when 56% was the highest, and then the next thing here is the Super Dragons. They're newer. They don't have as many, but the hit rate on that was at like 73%, and those are competitive players against competitive bases. Maybe those bases hadn't been changed. They had not been able to, you know, defend against that new meta. But anything that's got 73% hit rate, come on, man. That's a massive difference between 56% to 73%. So these things are super strong right now. You can do them surgically. You can do them spammy. And it just, yeah, it's, it's, it's a huge attack. If you haven't tried it yet, give it a shot. Uh, I know that there are several content creators with videos on how to do it. Uh, I, I've watched some from, from Sir Moose, from Mitsu, from Judo, uh, even from Klaus and from, from my Klaus and from Klaus from Queen Walkers. Yeah, it's, it's a massive. So go, go try them out, see how you do and, and get back with me. Uh, but hopefully by the time this next episode is recorded, I'll have a completely 100% max base, and then I can just focus on doing some fun events and doing some neat things with the rest of the community. All right, guys, that is going to wrap it up for this week. I want to thank you guys for riding along with me, uh, even though you probably could tell by audio quality that this is yet another telecommuting edition because, well, the we got hit with some winter storms. The office was closed in the morning, so I didn't have to go in. They've, they've opened it up now, but I'm still teleworking. So on my lunch break here, I'm recording an episode for you guys. If you've got any questions, please reach out to me on the Discord server. Actually, let's see. Did I get any questions? I did have one. I have a question from, let's see, where is this from? T43 says, if you had to remove a troop, defense, and spell from the game, which ones would you pick? Okay. If I had to remove a troop, a defense, and a spell, which one would you pick? Well, I am not a massive fan of the way that defense is underpowered compared to offense. So with that in mind, I know a lot of folks would probably say, let's get rid of the Valk because nobody uses the Valk. It's just not in meta at the top. However, when I was it's it's still viable when you're talking about the guys that are doing competitive things at, at Town Hall 8 and even, even a little bit at Town Hall 9. So I don't necessarily want to get rid of that. What could we get rid of that would help balance things out? Defense-wise, defense-wise, do we get rid of what? What's the most underpowered defense? Do we get rid of mortars? But then that, that impacts things at the lower level. But at the higher level... Well, if we get rid of the mortars, then that's going to make the flame flinger a little bit more overpowered. Hmm. Let's get rid of... Yeah, I guess we're just going to go with mortar. That's going to make beginning game so much easier. Ouch. I don't know. But that's going to let people get more loot and be able... That's going to make 
the beginning game OP at the offense, but more people will be able to farm up their their early town halls a lot sooner. Uh, we're going to then mean that Benjo will absolutely be maxed because he's not going to have to worry about his rushed mortars. So yeah, let's go ahead and get rid of the mortar. As far as the troop, which troop do we get rid of? Uh, let's... Hmm... Let's say, do we get rid of these new super dragons? Do we get rid of the dragon riders because of how OP they are? Now, nah, you know what? I got to do it. We're just going to get rid of the stinking Valk. I don't like it. I don't use it. I wish it was viable, but we're just going to get rid of the Valk. Now, as far as the spells, I would have to say... Let's see, is there anything that we're not really using anymore? Lightning, Rage, Freeze, Heal, Jump, and Clone, Poison, Haste, Bat, Quake, or Skeleton. So, I don't know what to do on this one. I... What if we get rid of what if we get rid of the skeleton spell even though right now I have the skeleton spell in my troop space or in my troop space in my uh, that's what I'm brewing right now I'm using a couple skeleton spells for distraction wow all right so yeah we're gonna we're gonna nix the mortars the valks and the skelly spells. Why? I really don't know, because you told me I had to pick some. I like those. Uh, I think that the skeleton spell doesn't get as much use, but when it does, it's actually rather important for what it's doing. It's going to get rid of... It's going to get rid of some of those skelly donut attacks, which aren't used a whole ton. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's where we're going to go. So T43, congratulations. You have just caused us to lose the skeleton spell the Valk, and the Mortars. So that's all on you, bud. If anybody has any hate, you can reach out to T43 on Discord. He's in the Clash on the Potty Discord. And I think he has an account over in Clash on the Potty. So if you have any hate for those things getting canceled from Clash of Clans, that's on T43. <laughs> all right, so guys... Thanks for joining. I can't wait to see what y'all have uh, as far as questions, comments, concerns in the Discord server. Hook up with me there. And until then, y'all stay safe and have some fun while you're out there playing in traffic. Bye for now.